Welcome to Zach King's Therapy, episode 55, coming to you live after the Orlando Magic game, and coming to you after a nice, beautiful statement win, I guess. Um, you know, it's it's nice to, you know, be able to actually come in after a win, because, you know, the vibes are kind of flowing right now, and, you know, I like to keep it that way. And with me to talk about the game, Fong. Hello. Yep, so... To- <laughs> a good day for the most part um it's pretty shitty here in sacramento actually but you know like it's a good day for basketball because kings played today they played orlando and they pretty much thoroughly dominated them uh, for most of the game Uh, apparently we never we never trailed which is huge and yeah thoroughly dominated them yeah it's probably one of the best games we've seen this season so far i gotta say um yeah like it gives me vibes of like last year portland like versus portland before like the shutdown where we basically got a lead and we never like looked back oh yeah i mean that's the kind of games that i want to see but then again i'm not sure about how um the orlando schedule was but yeah they they didn't seem like they were in game today wouldn't you say they were a bit off Uh, we'll get into it but like yeah like there were moments uh that you know i felt the orlando could have made a run and probably cut the lead and you know things could have been a little chippy towards the end but they just they were off especially towards the end where just they were straight up fumbling the ball and aaron like it showed in aaron gordon specifically like he was awful this game Mm -hmm. yeah Oh yeah, we'll we'll get into the game now. Um, so quarter one starts with some good defense, uh, offense flowing very smoothly. Uh, one new development that I've no that I've noticed, and hopefully it's a thing going forward. Buddy Heald, so he gets a screen, takes one dribble, and then hits a mid range, like an open mid range, like not the ones where he isos and then kind of gets nowhere and then has to shoot a contested one. No, he is open on these, and he was hitting them this game. Yeah, I gotta say, either we set him up a lot better than usual, or he is taking more quality shots. I don't know if that's the case, like going on forward, but let's hope that he keeps this up because this is the kind of buddy heel that I want to see <laughs> because he he did uh, get a pretty pretty good game today. Yeah, and I think these open mid-ranges that he hit got him in rhythm because this was his best game this season. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it got his three ball going. And again, this new development where he can at least put a little bit of pressure on the defense is interesting. And it's going to be very good going forward. Like Vooch like actually jumped out at him at one point because you know, like he was actually scared of him shooting. But, you know, part of it maybe also like, you know, but he's a pretty, pretty vulnerable player to like getting stripped and getting trapped but you know he was good he was really good this game i was gonna say that like previous commentators uh oh i forgot to mention you you really didn't like the orlando commentators today didn't you yes so uh just to give you guys a little context we were watching the orlando broadcast for about the first half of the game and I did not like the broadcast. Like, the broadcast team was immensely, like, biased for the most part. Like, talk about, like, you know, cheering for the home team. Like, it was as 
it was just, you know, very much a lot of home cooking from the announcers. Like, you know, they challenge every foul that was called on the Magic. Like, set this about the Kings, set that about the Kings. And then, like, the actual broadcast wasn't exactly any good either. Like, it was just... I don't know how to describe it, but I did not enjoy my time uh, watching the or- the Orlando Magic broadcast. No, no, we did not. But what I was going to say is that um, previous commentators have always said, you know, uh, you got to pursue uh, Buddy a little bit because he does turn over the ball a lot. And this game, he didn't really turn over. Oh, he only had one turnover, which is... I just felt he wasn't shoot like forcing stuff. Like, you know, trying to create off the dribble instead of, you know, taking the screen and, you know, seeing like reading what the defense does on him and then trying to take advantage that way. Yeah, like that's what I, that's what I mean. Like he took one dribble and then just took the mid range and he makes those because, you know, he's a good shooter when he's open. Yeah. Then again, this game, he did have a couple, but not as much, you know, not as many four shots that uh, he used to take in previous games. And uh, it really shows that, you know, the Magic really tried to double him at, at some points because they didn't want to give up the three from him. Yeah, and interestingly enough, most teams don't do that, and they're fine. So bad scout, <laughs> you know, bad scouting like report on Buddy. Sure, he is a good shooter, but he's not a threat to, like, move off the ball. You know, he's not a – he's he's got to learn that somehow. And, you know, it's, it's not really there for him. So I'm just going to blame it on the scouting report. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, you know, it was a pretty back and forth. Um, actually, no, it was not a back and forth game to start. We actually got a 20 and 7 lead. Magic do stay strong and they do fight back a bit. But we were able to, you know, constantly like punch back. We didn't just, you know, d- you know, die on the vine and, you know, give up the lead. Um yeah, the court, and then after a pretty back and forth, like you know, first quarter, uh, we end up you know taking a pretty sizable lead. We take a nine point lead going into going into the second quarter, leading thirty two to twenty three. Um, anything else you have for the first quarter? Mm, I I thought the defense was a pretty good. Um, we'll talk about the rebounding a bit later, which I don't know, it kind of surprised me when you told me the stats. Uh half uh during halftime yeah so uh uh, i forgot to mention the quarter does end pretty nicely with hassan steel and buddy hits a three in transition you know getting a lot of momentum on our side going into the second quarter uh kings start out the quarter pretty bad Uh, just they just give up so many offensive rebounds this game and I'll get into the stats later, but it was pretty painful during the stretch because, you know, it it's not like we were getting out muscled. Like, it's not like Vooch was just bullying Rashawn or something like that or bullying Marvin. It was just literally hustle because it was, you know, guys like uh, Danny Birch, I think is his name. Like, he just snuck in there for the rebound and then, like, Clark, Gary Clark was sneaking there for the rebound. It was just... It just it just felt like the team wasn't the Kings specifically wasn't really playing with much hustle because again the they weren't playing like big lineups or physical lineups it was just literally the ball just would not bounce to them and they wouldn't like you know go out of their way to snatch that shit you know from the air. Yeah, it it really felt like uh, that you know Orlando had the 
much better second chance rebounding and of course they really had a better second chance um points too as well but towards the second half surprisingly kind of evened out yeah i think i saw a stat in and like at the beginning of the second quarter like magic had 13 second chance points to the king's three that would change a little bit but you know it, it was not a it was not a good sign but um you know king Okay, so one thing that I kind of noticed during the second quarter, Fox is actually kind of finding Marvin. It looks like he's building, like, he had, like, a connection with Marvin this game. Like, you know, he would set him up a few times, and then whenever Fox missed, it felt like Marvin was right there for the rebound. It was just one of those games where it just felt like they were in sync, so that was really nice to see. Uh, Kings and Magic go back and forth. Buddy, you know, still taking that open mid-range after taking a screen, and he keeps hitting them. Like I hope that's a shot going forward because that is a lethal shot. Like again, it's one of the it's one of the ways that Buddy can put pressure on the defense, which he had not been really doing outside of you know wide open threes, which you know those happen, but like they're not you know they don't come easy. Um, so it was nice to see him be able to you know create this easy mid range shot, you know, and again it put pressure on the defense and made kind of life much easier for him. Yeah, I can't. To be honest, I can't really remember too many mid-ranges uh, Buddy made in previous seasons. It always just felt like it, it would be created in isolation as opposed to the pick and roll, where like he would take the screen, get a slither of an opening, and just you know launch it. And usually what ends up happening is the guy is still in front of him or like you know right on his hip. Like, you know, to, ready to contest the shot. But this one he kind of figured it out. Or make you know, I and I assume that the Magic were a good defensive team. You know, without Jonathan Isaac, of course, they're nowhere near as good as they could be. But yeah, they were not good. This they were not good defensively this game. Like they, like again, Mark again. Uh, what's his name? Buddy just kind of got what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the pro- quarter progresses, like we started getting quite a few offensive rebounds ahead. You know, we started playing with a, a bit more hustle. Like we were fighting for those rebounds. It was really nice to see. We just couldn't, you know, secure defensive rebounds like consistently. But we were able to kind of get in there and get some offensive boards, which honestly doesn't happen as much as I would like think with, you know, a lineup with with Rashawn and Marvin. But you know, uh, we end up building a 15 point lead with uh, one one eleven to go. Uh, Fox finally gets his first uh, two free throws with five, 56 seconds to go. But like the weird thing was, was that he was getting fouled a lot. Like there was an opening stretch or there was a stretch in the opening or in the beginning of the second quarter where he just, he, I think he drew like two fouls on Dwayne Bacon as soon as he checked in. And, but like he, he just wasn't getting calls this game. In fact, he really didn't play all that well, like in this box score wise although he almost had a triple double but like you know he was not getting calls this game the refs were not kind to him no they were not um overall let's see we i think uh, later on we got more calls and i don't know it's just that kind of game that the refs don't like us and uh, i guess it pays up in later later in the game yeah, uh, but he was able to get his uh, f- you know first two free throws, um, and Kings kind of Kings end the quarter you know leading by 15, 65 to 50, 
And I actually checked the box score stats. I just wanted to see how many offensive rebounds that the Orlando Magic had. And to my surprise, they actually t- were tied with uh, the Kings, or the Kings were tied with the Magic in offensive rebounds. It just didn't feel like it because there were multiple possessions where, like, you know, the the Magic would shoot a shot and they would get two offensive, two or three offensive rebounds in the same possession. But I guess we, like, maybe just had more. Like, you know, we get the offensive rebound and then we just put it right back up or we put it, you know, we shoot a shot right after. Maybe that was why. But, yeah, I was shocked to see that they actually tied for offensive rebounds up to this point. And we actually we actually have more defensive rebounds than the Magic, which was surprising. And, yeah, we actually had more total rebounds than they did. Yeah, I got to say, I think in a way we had I – I can't remember much, but – um I guess we had a little more hustle in terms of offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds because it it felt like they weren't even trying to get the defensive rebounds at times. And there's always that one guy, like you had mentioned, that just slips through, grabs it, and, you know, they made plays with it. Yeah, like, there just isn't a lot of discipline, especially, like, with some of the guards. They don't look for someone to box out. And, like, there was one play specifically, like, I thought, I think it was, it ended up in a Vucevic three, where he shot a three, and I'm looking right at Buddy, and I think it was Dwayne Bacon, or, I don't know who it was, but, like, basically, whoever Buddy was guarding just ran right to the basket with no resistance, just kind of got around him easily. And that was kind of why, there just wasn't that level of hustle and discipline to, you know, be able to you know, fight for the, you know, be in position to fight for the board. And luckily it didn't really hurt us this game. Well, it did hurt us for stretches, but, you know, Magic weren't able to, you know, completely capitalize on that. Yeah, it's something hopefully will be fixed over time. And, you know, in future games, hopefully we have that a little more hustle when it comes to rebounding as well as defense. But, yeah, we can't allow uh, teams to, you know, Gained or gained the lead, and luckily for us, Orlando didn't get that chance. <laughs> yeah. So okay, going into the third quarter, so very back and forth. Um, you know, Magic kind of just make will just make these mini runs, and Kings again just punch back, which was really nice to see. Like I just you know just being almost used to seeing the Kings fold in these situations and kind of like just lay down and die. It was good to see them be able to punch back. Um, Fox does his thing, uh, starts to, starts to really play really well. He really likes to bully these b- rookie point guards. And unfortunately this game, it was Cole Anthony. He just went at him and like, just had up and unders on him, just drove right by him on a few possessions and basically put him into the torture rack, basically of you know, boxy tricks. Like, you know, it, he, there's nothing like Cole Anthony can really do uh, other than just try and force him into the help, which you know, again, the D- Orlando did not play well this game. So, like, Fox kind of just got to the rim at will sometimes. Yeah, and that is just a thing that I really like that Fox does. He, like, he knows that he's too fast for these rookies to begin with. And he's savvy enough to, like, get into their body and just fo- either force them to foul or, you know, basically seal them off to protect the ball for a layup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really showed when uh, we we actually got to the bonus um pretty early in the third quarter i believe uh around the 8:30 mark uh yeah 
<laughs> Fox was really toying with Cole Anthony and eh. yeah, that's a yeah. Unfortunately, like we lost the Pelicans game, but like he was bullying Kara Lewis in that game too. Like these rookie point guards just have no chance because again, Fox is just too quick for them, and he's smart about you know drawing fouls on these guys. And you know, unfortunately, the refs are never like you know kind to the rookies. They're not going to give them any benefit of the doubt on a lot of these calls and. Yeah, Fox took advantage. Um, Kings are able to maintain the lead very nicely during the stretch. And yeah, it was just, you know, I'm going to just say this every time. Like, you know, I want to see them go for the kill. While they did not straight up go for the kill, like, but, you know, uh, what's called balloon that lead into, you know, 20 points, 30 points. They did. They were able to maintain that lead, play good defense and, you know, and also be able to generate offense on the other end it was very nice to see a nice change of pace for them finally oh yes uh my next notes here are hassan whiteside he okay. uh, <laughs> again we built a lead and we were feeling really good about ourselves or the kings were feeling really good about themselves and it basically climaxed to a play where hassan whiteside was trailing the play i think he got a block or a rebound or something he trails the play. I think it was Harrison Barnes passes to him at the three-point line, and he comes into the three-point line. And this is where I was just saying he's really far away from the basket. He's actually like right in range for a step-back three. And guess what? He takes a step-back three because that's just how good the Kings were feeling. It is the ultimate flex <laughs> that has that I think any Kings player has ever done. Yeah, I, I was actually hoping that you mentioned Hassan Whiteside because yeah, it was, it still is tough to watch him, and uh, yeah, he has made some suspicious plays, whether it's for himself or you know, try to make something out of what uh, he had with the team. I remember what was it? He tried doing like a pass when. But he stole a ball, I believe, or he got like a a tip off from someone, and he tried to make a bullet pass, I believe, while no one was even running a fast break to the other end. Luckily, you know, we scored and all, but my goodness, it's it's pretty hard to watch him. Yeah, and it was just. I mean, this was hilarious at the time, but like you think back, it's like that. This easily could have keyed a run for the Magic if we're gonna do like stupid shit like this. Like there, there were multiple plays in a row in this stretch where like he tried to post up and would make the the slowest, laziest like post move. It literally felt like he was underwater, like he was moving in slow motion while everyone else was in normal speed. And, you know, he would complain about fouls. And, it, you know, it was funny to watch. But, like, now thinking back, like, again, that could have keyed a run. Like, if Orlando was able to take advantage. But they weren't. And, you know, we can laugh at this instead. Instead of, you know, just, you know pulling our hair out. Um, yeah. There was also a time when Corey Joseph actually yelled at him, I believe. I forgot what kind of play that was. It was like a play where I think Corey got trapped, and he I think he wanted Whiteside to go to a certain spot, and he just wasn't there. 
<laughs> you know, again, I mean, Damian Lillard got pissed at Hassan. So, like, it's only a, it was only supposed to be a matter of time before he pissed off, like, Corey Joseph or Fox. Or, he doesn't play enough to really, like, get on anyone's nerves. But it, it is frustrating just watching of just how lazy he is. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because this is his first game back in, like, four games. But I'm just going to say this is not much different from what he usually does. So he doesn't have a good track record for us to get. I'm I'm, uh, I'm pretty surprised he didn't flex this game, to be honest. I thought he did. Didn't he he score like a few? He scored like a few and once like he got fouled on some like I thought he flexed. I I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. But again, (laughs) he shot a step back three. That is the biggest flex that any Kings player has ever done. It's probably the biggest flex of his career. That's for damn sure. <laughs> if he made it in, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be. Mad. I mean, Sacramento might have just exploded in just pure like laughter. I mean, I, I almost died when he just took it. I just, I almost <laughs> dared him to do it, and he actually did. Any, anyways, uh, going into the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, the good vibes do kind of end, and unfortunately, we got the bad side of Hassan like in the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, we couldn't generate shots on offense. Halliburton was uncharacteristically bad. He actually threw away like a pass, like on the inbound, and just wasn't aggressive, like, looking real passive. And you know, Hassan was doing Hassan things where he, you know, d- doesn't really hustle back. There were multiple plays where he could have grabbed the rebound or make make a play or like a block shot. Just didn't do anything. Just stood there and just you know was a statue. Yeah. That's that's the backup center that we have, and you know, yeah, I mentioned that uh, a lot of people are not happy with his uh, contribution to the Kings, but you know, for what he's getting paid, I don't mind it. Yeah, like you know, as frustrating as he can be, we didn't pay the mid-level exception for him. We didn't pay him. We're not paying him twenty-six million dollars. We're paying him the minimum. So like, there is literally. No downside to, you know, signing him, in my opinion. It's just, you know, you're going to get Hassan things, and it's good that he provided some comedy while he was on the floor. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. This was oh. the bad part, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I thought due to this and the beginning of the fourth quarter that we're going to lose this lead quick, and I'm pretty sure that we lost a 20-point lead down to almost, like, half of that. And you know, Magic we're weren't backing down. Not just yet. But yeah, I had that, you know, feeling, you know, from previous seasons where, you know, it it always comes down in the second half and you always have mentioned we have to go for the kill. And yeah. It d- didn't really happen this game, but we just got lucky in a way, I feel. I mean, t- uh, Tim Maxwell on Twitter, Sacktown Baby Giraffe, has a pinned comment that basically just says, I don't trust any Kings lead ever. And as much as I, like, hate to, to like, you know, hate hate that tweet, I can't disagree with it. Like, they can get a 20-point lead, but we've seen them blow 20-point leads. And, you know, the, the luckily the lead, like, only got down to 11. And, like, you know, we were pretty much in control the entire time. But the Kings have not built up enough goodwill for the, for us to believe that they are they were going to keep this lead, and luckily they did. But I think it, you know, it, of course they played they played well this game. But 
there were openings that they provided for the Orlando Magic to get into, and they just couldn't take advantage because they were just off today. It just wasn't their game. Like there were a few loose balls, for example, that just ended up in the Kings' hands, and that doesn't happen every game. And oh, like, no. you know, it it just happened to go in our favor. And like, you know, but some there was a buddy three towards the end of towards like. You know, I think the three minute part of the fourth quarter where, you know, that's a bad buddy shot at the end of the, at the end of the shot clock, but it goes in. Sometimes those shots go in, sometimes they don't. And in this game they did, but had buddy missed that shot, like that was going to be an opening that the Orlando Magic could have take, could have taken advantage. And, you know, again, my main takeaway is that there were openings that they could have, uh, that they, that the Orlando Magic could have taken advantage of to come back and actually probably steal this game. But they were just disjointed and Kings did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah, and to be honest, as long as we keep teams under 120, I, I think we should be fine. Yeah, and we scored well this game. Like, we had 30 assists on 45 made field goals. Like, the offense was flowing this game. And, you know, that that's good. We just got to make sure to... Play at least good spurts of defense. It does start to kind of falling apart towards the end. But again, Orlando was not able to take advantage. And, you know, part of that was us, but a lot of it was just the Orlando Magic not being in sync this game. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about. Marvin did not play in the fourth. And, you know, the, I think Luke didn't really answer it directly. Someone asked him why he wasn't playing. And he just said, well, everyone else on the floor was playing good. So there was no need to rest. There was no need to put in Marvin and Marvin has a wrist injury. So, you know, you might as well let him rest that wrist, you know, just, you don't want to risk another injury. Yeah, that's true. I understand that. Uh, but hopefully in the future, he gets more playing time when I see him improve. I know. And, you know, he is skinning four quarter minutes. Like he, he played in the fourth quarter against the Knicks and, it's, I don't think it's a trust thing, you know, like like it was last year with Buddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, no news from his father or anything, so that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, we really don't need those distractions. And, you know, yeah, sh- yeah shut up, Marvin Sr. Mar- Mar- his name is Marvin Jr. Uh, Marvin is Marvin Third. You know, we'll just call him Big Daddy. Big Marv. Big Daddy uh, Marv. What, big Daddy Marv. <laughs> I think Big Marv is what Ken, Kenny Caraway calls him. So that's copyrighted by him. We'll call him Big Daddy. Or Daddy Bagley. Daddy Bagley. Uh, this, that just sounds weird. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I, I know I came up with that one, but the more I say it, the weirder it sounds. And, yeah. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, my summary of the game. Like, good, great win for the Kings. The first game where they were able to get a lead and maintain it. Although would have loved to see them go for the kill and really just kill the, you know, kill the spirits of the Orlando Magic early to end the game or to end the game early. But, you know, they were able to kind of grind it out and like they didn't let, you know, Orlando's a pretty beefy team for the most part, I think. Like, you know, Aaron Gordon, like uh, he's a smaller four, but like he's a physical guy like and Vucevic is a traditional center. Like who's big and you know strong. Like we didn't get bullied. Like there were moments. Again, we gave up so many offensive rebounds, but it was fine because like we also got offensive rebounds on on the other end, and you know we got rebounds when we needed them. Like we didn't get punked, and that's a good thing. 
yeah, overall, yeah. Our offense, I gotta say, I think is one of the best uh, since I, I can't remember uh, a good offensive game that we had uh, prior to this, but uh, watching today's game, it really, really showed, and we had really good percentages, I gotta say. Yeah, uh, you know, 40, 48% from the field, 42% from three. Uh, horrible from the free throw line, but that that's neither near nor there. But yeah, it's uh, it was a great game, and I'm glad that, you know, finally some good vibes. Again, this reminds me of the, the Portland game that we played in March of last year, where basically we dominated, like, the Portland, Portland, and we finally broke our streak or losing streak in Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, good vibes coming out of this game, and hopefully the Kings bring it into, you know, the next game and the one after that because we are on a back-to-back on on Friday and Saturday uh, against the Raptors and the Miami Heat. So those are going to be two tough games, and hopefully the Kings bring this toughness uh, to those games as well. Yeah, they're going to have some tough bigs, I got to say. I mean... Their played. bigs are not like bullying. They're not physical bigs. Like Chris Boucher, not a physical guy for the most part. I'm just more worried about, you know, them not bringing the intensity mm. more than anything. Oh, we'll have to see because being in the back-to-back, I'll be a little more afraid of uh, the second game for oh, with Miami. But uh, for Raptors, yeah, we'll we'll see how these uh, two days uh, fend. And hopefully we get the rest and recuperate. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have, you know, two wins to talk about. You know, one win is fine too. Like, that's fine. I just, I want to see the Kings put up a fight. And like, they found this, a love a new level of toughness that I want to see them carry into the next game. Uh, before we go, I we do want to. I do want to mention. Uh, Belly has been re- not reported, but there's a lot of rumors of him being on the trading block, and I think it's substantial enough to think that he probably is on the trading block just because he hasn't played for a while. He is out for personal reasons, but you know, there's no reason. There was a stretch where he didn't play at all, like a few games before that, before the personal reasons thing. So. Um, my thought is he's probably on his way out, and you know, chances are we're gonna get something back from him. A good contract, and he's a good player. Yeah, I, I wonder uh, what we'll get from him. To be honest, you think uh, more trade picks, or you think another role player? I think it's gonna be probably it's gonna be at least a second round pick. I'm pretty sure. Like you can get you can get a second round pick for him, and probably like another expiring. Like I don't see. I don't see anything like substantial with him unless he's put into a bigger package, like, you know, maybe with Buddy or Barnes, like who are also rumored to be on the trading block. Like we might be able to get someone like substantial back if we combine it. Yeah, it's too bad that we don't see him play this season because uh, he has done a lot of things for the Kings in the past couple of years. Uh, and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, you know, he does provide like, you know, really good three point shooting and you know, so every now and then like just mix it up, get, get some three point shooters out there with for Fox and Halliburton to operate. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I just want to mention, uh, so today I read an article about Asia Durr of the New York Liberty. 
She has, she got contracted COVID, uh, I think eight months ago, and has literally just recovered because she she had did an interview where basically for the past eight months she's just been basically suffering the very like bad after effects of COVID nineteen, and you know she just like was started to be able to shoot free throws again because her body was just that in shambles after COVID nineteen and. Yeah, it's uh, I ju- I guess I just want to bring this up. First of all, it's an um, incredible story and incredibly tragic. She's actually trying to come back. She's you know she's still young and definitely wants to get back into you know the WNBA or I think she actually had a she actually had a like a contract to play in France but just wasn't able to because of COVID nineteen. And yeah, it's an inc- it's like it's a good lesson to be learned about just how severe. COVID-19 can be to even someone who's a professional athlete. Like I know that some people like they got it and they didn't even know they got it. And like, because they were asymptomatic or like they got symptoms, but were just, you know, they managed to kind of fight through it and doesn't seem to be suffering from after effects. But there, there are people who do suffer a lot after they, um, and track COVID-19 and honestly we still don't really know the after effects of you know if you if they end up getting if people that get COVID-19 we don't know the long-term side effects yet like I know Rudy Gobert said like right before he entered the bubble I don't know if it's still the case but he couldn't smell he couldn't smell properly he couldn't taste properly so I guess I just want to use this opportunity to just kind of like talk about you know eh, some real shit <laughs> you know yeah, I hope the best for her because, you know, this is, it, it really is life-changing and it's it's a scary thing, to be honest. Yeah, so everyone, when you guys are out there, you know, wear your mask, social, socially distance, and just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be getting through this together. You know, brighter days are ahead, but we still got to do this together. All right. Well, we'll probably catch you guys back on Saturday after the Miami Heat game because we're gonna we're gonna be reviewing those back to backs and hopefully the Kings have a good showing. Yep. Let's hope so. Well, yeah. We'll see you on Saturday. <laughs>